0: Welcome to the Stull Community of Faith podcast. The Stull Community of Faith Church is located where we like to say Topeka and Lawrence meet at 1596 East 250 Road. We invite you to join us as we worship each Sunday at 11 o'clock a.m. We are currently seeking a pastor to lead our church family. So may you be blessed as we welcome today's guest speaker, Greg Lee. Oh, it looks like our scripture this morning is from Jeremiah 3, 1 through 5. I should know this because I read it yesterday. If a man divorces his wife and she leaves him and marries another man, should he return to her again? Would not the land be completely defiled? But you have lived as a prostitute with many lovers. Would you now return to me, declares the Lord? Look up to the barren heights and see. Is there any place where you have not been ravished? By the roadside you sat waiting for lovers, sat like a nomad in the desert. You have defiled the land with your prostitution and wickedness. Therefore, the showers you have given have been withheld and no spring rains have fallen. Yet you have the brazen look of a prostitute. You refuse to blush with shame. Have you not called to me? My father, my friend from my youth, will you always be angry? Will your wrath continue forever? This is how you talk, but all you do, all the evil you can. And then also from Matthew 3, 1 through 14, John the Baptist is preparing the way. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near." This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of all the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And you do not think you can say to ourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. All I have to say is, Greg, I sure want to know what your message is. Because <laughs> I read this and I was like, whoa.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. The 15th anniversary of 9-11 was a week ago. And it is hard for me to believe it was only 15 years ago that it happened. In fact, it seems like yesterday I was in my car waiting for the light to turn green at 16th and Topeka Boulevard in Topeka. When I heard the news, all I could say was unbelievable. How could this happen in our country? So I said a short prayer for those in the Twin Towers, and then I said another short prayer for those that were involved to recover and be safe. The destruction and impact of the traffic event will never be forgotten. 2,996 perished. 265 in the four airplanes. 2,600 in the World Trade Center, 125 in the Pentagon. Over 6,000 survived, but with resultant injuries. Thousands had subsequent health problems, from exposure to the fumes and smoke. And last but not least, multiple survivors were diagnosed with PTSD. That day changed the world in many ways. Buildings were not just burned, but the world was set afire. The U.S. instituted new intelligence measures. The Department of Homeland Security was born and has become one of the country's most important agencies. Additional security and delays at airports are now commonplace by the Department of Transportation Security Admission, better known as TSA. Military campaigns started in Afghanistan in Iraq. And at the end of 2014, it was reported that close to 4,500 American soldiers had died in Iraq. The same report stated the number of soldiers who lost their lives in Afghanistan was 2,300. Today, Iraq seems to be a lost cause. The streets are filled with trash, with limited activity, and little playing of the kids in the inner city parks. And the Afghan war seems to have taken the path of the last four modern wars fought in Afghanistan. Since the 1830s, there have been three failed wars by the United States and its allies in that area. But one of these wars helped to bring down the Soviet Union. Now, Afghanistan continues to crumble under the weight of 15 years of war with no apparent hope or peace in sight. As we look back on the events of the past 15 years, it's very easy, very easy to get discouraged and to lose hope. As noted in our scripture lesson, We have trusted in so much to bring peace to our troubled world and yet we remain fearful. Many of our leaders claim Al-Qaeda has been defeated, but it appears to me terrorism is on the rise and we now have a new perhaps greater enemy in ISIS. The world seems to be continually fractured in war and instability. Looking back on the past 15 years, we cannot say we have been successful in our war efforts in this part of the world. And it would be easy to become discouraged as this struggle continues. And unfortunately, I believe many have already lost hope in our nation, in our leaders, in Washington, D.C., and abroad. However, since the time of Christ, our world has been a turbulent place, and it remains so, and it will remain so until Christ's return. Our gospel passage from Matthew gives us a different perspective on all of this. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and all this is but the beginning of the birth pangs." I lived in Colorado in the early, 17, early 1970s when I attended the University of Northern Colorado in Greeley. I often drove west into the Rocky Mountains And it appeared to me that the mountain ridges were stacked one on top of another. But in actuality, they were over an hour apart. It is the same way when we look at our scripture from Matthew today. One can have difficulty separating the truths of Christ's resurrection from his coming on judgment day. Put another way, between his first coming and his return. The disciples too had difficulty with this issue and asked Jesus, when will this happen? Referring to his coming on judgment day. Wars, earthquakes, persecutions and false prophets are all birth pains or signs of Jesus's return. These signs characterize the whole time between Jesus's resurrection and Jesus's return. On judgment day but that second coming is like a mountain range in the distance that seems such a long way off these birth pains are signs of his coming in judgment not a sign of when he will come as Christ said such things must happen first but the end is still to come The disciples continually pressed Jesus for a time when the end of the world would come. But the only answer Jesus would give them was more of a charge. A charge to get the gospel out to the nations. And that he who endures to the end will be those that are saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Wars and the rumor of wars are all pains of the age, or something that has come upon us since the time of Christ, and they will be with us until Christ's return. They will be with us until our mission to get the gospel out to all the world is complete. We may look at that mountain off in the distance and feel discouraged at the long road we have to travel, but it is our call in Christ to persevere. It is not a matter of success or failure in war, but rather an element of the struggle that characterizes this time between Christ's first coming and his return. As we have struggled with tyranny in the past, as we have defeated the Nazis in World War II, and as we defeated communism in the Cold War between 47 and 91, we too will be victorious with God's help in our conflict with terrorism and other conflicts throughout the world, even if it is protracted for another 35 years. The truth is, this conflict has had different names, has different players, it has been going on since the fall of man and it will continue until Christ's return. And then the task then for us today is to remain faithful within the time that God has placed upon our lives and to look to him for our ultimate victory. And as Jesus admonished in verse 14 to his disciples, that he who endures to the end will be saved. And this message is to be preached about, was his as a testimonial to all nations, and then the end will come. I will close with my favorite quote from the Fellowship of the Ring, which is as follows. I wish it need not have happened in my time, says Frodo. So do I, says Gandalf. And so do all who live to see such times. I'll repeat that. I wish it need not have to happen in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what would do, what to do with the time that is given to us. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as you move forward, endure to the end. Keep the faith. Pray for those who have lost their loved ones on the fateful day 15 years ago in New York City. And next week in your prayers alone at home, pray for those who continue to defend our country from terrorism. That they would be comforted by the hope of eternal life, guaranteed to us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen.